0: Hello, and welcome to episode 9 of The Connected Generation. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Nike Anani, and I am your host. Today, we'll be talking about resilience. Yes. So, resilience is one of those words that honestly we're hearing so much about these days. But I really believe that is one of these concepts that we need to think about in and out of season, right? In the good times and in the bad times. And it's something that should be top of mind that we're striving towards at all times as family businesses. Bringing it home to us, you know, as family business leaders, perhaps you're a founder or next gen, what does that mean for us? For us, we want resilient family enterprises. And the inspiration for this dream for resilient family enterprises was birthed during a season of a lot of pain. So a few years ago, um, some of you might have heard this story because i said it quite a number of times, but it's so pertinent and it's really a huge source of inspiration for why I'm doing what I'm doing today was, a few years ago, a friend of mine, her dad died quite young. He had a terminal illness and that killed him within like six months. And my friend was in her mid-twenties. And obviously, she was completely heartbroken because she was like a daddy's girl and she really, really, really loved her dad. But... Beyond having to grieve the loss of her dad, which obviously is just, I can't even imagine, right? The family was now in this horrible situation where the financial security was gone. He was the breadwinner and nobody else in the family really had knowledge of the business and also his assets weren't very well protected. So I saw my friend in so much pain And I watched her, you know, battling grief and anxiety for her financial security at the same time. And that really left me with so much pain. The irony is that my friend's dad's death was my wake-up call. And I then started to really desire to see more resilient family enterprises in Africa, you know. Why is it that only 2% of Nigerian family businesses, for instance, fail to make it past generation one? When the founder dies, 98% don't make it, right? So I started desiring you know, more resilient family enterprises. And a resilient family enterprise will not collapse as a result of death. Incapacitation, economic shocks, changes in regulation or technology, right? Or even global pandemics. They may be thrown off course for a while and these enterprises may have to course correct, right? But they will still withstand whatever adversity they face. And so today we're going to be going to school a little bit and clarifying you know some terminologies so what is the difference between a family business and a family enterprise per care and any dictionary right <laughs> so simply put when we think of a family business we're looking at a standalone business so maybe you have a school or you have a hospital or you have a manufacturing plant and so on and so forth so that is your family operating business right But when we're talking about your family enterprise, we're talking about the collection of businesses that you may own and investments that you may own, you know, within the family context. So, simply put, the enterprise captures all of the family sources of wealth. So, when we think of a family enterprise, it may look like either a conglomerate of operating businesses, for instance, like the Dangote group, for instance, or you may still just have just that one dominant operating family business, that school, that hospital, that manufacturing plant, and other family investment assets, such as maybe property domestically and abroad, maybe listed shares, bonds, insurance policies, and things like that, or a mixture of one and two. And so now, what is resilience, right? And when I think of resilience, I think snap back. The dictionary says that it's the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties or the ability of a substance to spring back into shape, that elasticity factor. You know, I remember my first pregnancy, (laughs) I gained six zero pounds, 60 pounds, right? I wasn't pregnant for triplets, nor was I pregnant for twins. I was only pregnant for one boy. But I was eating like food was going out of fashion. So it took me 18 months to get back to my original size. It took me 18 months to snapback, right? 18 very long months. (laughs) So that's the concept of snapback, right? How do we get back to our original state? And when I think of snapback resilience, I think of rubber bands because when we subject them to external stress pressure, right, most times they return back to their normal state. Sometimes they snap, but most times they'll go back to their normal state. And If we compare this to cotton threads, for instance, if we try to pull cotton threads apart, most times they snap. So what is it that separates rubber bands from cotton threads? It's elasticity, quite simply. And it's that same elasticity that determines resilience. So we want our family enterprises to be elastic. And When our family enterprises are elastic, what we will see is that they bounce back from setbacks, they bounce back from adversity, right? And they're able to progress quickly and achieve sustainability. And even though the sermon of the hour is resilience, right? Emotional resilience, resilience in the business, and so on and so forth, global pandemics are not the only source of setback that we should be worried about as family business leaders. There are other sources of setbacks, right? Like cost of business, economic shocks, regulatory changes, technological changes, political risk, infrastructural challenges. All manner of things could pose to be setbacks, right? And so it's important that we lay a strong foundation for sustainable wealth for our families by building resilient family enterprises, because they enable us to mitigate risk compared to when we only have just that one family operating business, just that one school, just that one hospital that is the main source of wealth to the family. And this is desirable because, quite frankly, because diversification Through diversification, you know, we may have access to multiple asset classes, multiple income streams, and this is really important, bringing it home to where we are as Africans. Our economies are higher risk than our global counterparts, right? You know, we see higher levels of uncertainty, volatility, unstable economic indices, so Reliance on just that one source of wealth from that one operating business is not ideal. Another thing I want us to be aware of is that resilience is not an absolute concept. It's a spectrum. So there are degrees of resilience, right? And I've identified five outcomes, five different possible outcomes. family enterprises in response to setbacks. And this model was really inspired by the Thrive Resilience model um, built by Molly Marty. Molly Marty focused on really the emotional thriving and emotional resilience, whereas this speaks specifically to family enterprises. And so the five outcomes I've outlined in response to a potential setback are number one, failure. So this means that, you know, in response to a setback, let's just use, for instance, political risk. The business fails. It winds up. And this will happen where there's, you know, potentially limited long-term intrinsic value of the business. Another outcome is survival. So in response to political risk, the business just survives <laughs> but it operates significantly below its capacity you know after the setback it never went back to where it was revenue wise profits wise efficiency wise before the political risk but at survival the business the enterprise did not react to the setback and the third possible outcome is adaptation so The third possible outcome is adaptation. So at this stage, the business adapts to that political risk. So maybe the business tilts away from the original line of business into something else that is less risky, right? Adaptation is reactive. And like the prior stage, survival, we're still operating below our initial Capacity and threshold. At the fourth stage, recovery. So here, the business recovers from the political risk and operates at its capacity after the setback. So it goes back to its original revenues, efficiencies, profits and things like that. And this is as a result of being proactive. So maybe we employed forecasting techniques Business intelligence, we were agile, we employed appropriate risk management tools accordingly. And at the last stage, thrive. Yes, the business thrives in spite of the setback. And this is largely as a result of innovation and diversification. So, this is now where we're moving from family business to family enterprise and so the family enterprise has been very intentional about consistently deploying its resources towards low hanging fruit opportunities in the business regardless of whether we saw setbacks or not. Also at the wealth management level the family has focused on building a well-performing and well-diversified investment portfolio, right, that has very low correlation with the existing operating business in terms of asset class, currency, geography, and industry. The last point I'm going to leave you with is that the concept of resilience is not fixed. It is dynamic. So maybe you may find yourself as a as a family business at the point of failure in response to a given setback, right? You can do it again, you can build again. (laughs) You can build again on a stronger foundation. Now you've been exposed, you have clarity on a framework to ensure that you build a resilient family enterprise. You need to pay attention to innovation, diversification, agility, being proactive, and so on and so forth. The key lesson is that, regardless of where you are currently on the spectrum, your desire is to either defend your position or improve. We always want to strive for improvement, right? To move towards thriving, you know, and excel in thriving. And so we need to consistently look for new opportunities in the operating business, consistently diversify the family's wealth portfolio, on an ongoing basis, regardless of whether the economy is good or bad. And what does this mean for us? What does this leave us with? What's the outcome of a resilient family enterprise? As I said, a resilient family enterprise, it will not collapse as a result of death, incapacitation, economic shocks, change in regulation or technology. It may be thrown off course for a little while and may have to course correct, but it will still withstand whatever adversity it faces. So thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you found that very useful. hope you take good care of yourselves, guard your peace, and God bless you.